This is the mayor there. Wait, it's another beautiful day in paradise. I'm over at ARC, A-R-C, and they help uh, people that are a little challenged mentally. This fella goes around the world helping people like this, and he is the brother of the famous John Travolta. He's Joey Travolta. How you doing, Joey? I'm good. Thank you for having me on the show. Great to have you here. So you live in Hollywood, California? Uh, Woodland Hills, not too far from Hollywood. We're probably 30, 30 minutes from uh, downtown Hollywood, but... I'm in the valley. Wonderful. So, uh, by the way, I have a friend of mine. She's in Vermont right now. I would, I'd love to meet you. Her name is Beverly. Okay. And she used to work with your mom. Oh, Dancing. Really? Oh, oh uh, was she from Englewood, New Jersey? Did she do? She's from New Jersey, and now she uh, lives here half the year, and then in uh, uh, Stowe, Vermont, the other half. Oh, that's a small world. Well, my mom used to teach drama, and, you know, she would do shows. She was a uh, uh, part of a uh, singing uh, group, uh, uh, a trio, ba- or, uh, yeah, a trio back in, uh, you know, 1929, 1930, but she was a drama teacher at the high school and would always do shows, and that's how all, all of us, there's six kids, got into the business. Well, I bet she would have been very proud of you and your brother. Oh, yeah. Well, she was around. She was actually... Uh, uh, in Saturday Night Fever. She was the lady oh, really? uh, in the paint store when John's carrying uh, the uh, uh, the buckets of paint, I think, or the uh, in the opening scene, he goes there and he helps her out in the store. So she got to do a cameo and got to be there at the uh, the premiere and all that stuff. So Well, I hear, I hear lots of good things about you. I hear lots of good things about your brother. Of course, he is what you'd call a, a very famous movie star. Yes. Uh, um, and I've heard from people, oh, I was on the elevator with John Travolta, and he's such a nice, humble guy. Or, or they're bumping to him up in Ocala. He's famous for going to, to Walmart at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yes, he's... Um, uh, Johnny is a vampire. He sleep. He, he sleeps during the day and goes out at night. He, for for some reason, he he just doesn't sleep. But he'll sleep all day and then come out at night. So we kid him about being a vampire. But yeah, you also you could see him at Denny's too. He goes to Denny's oh, yeah. a lot. Of, well, uh, Tim, Tim the Tool Man, his mom and and, and uh, aunt used to live in town here, and they would uh, listen to my show. And they were t- we were walking together down Ocean Boulevard once, and she said, "Well." Tim had said, be careful when you give up your anonymity because you can never get it back. I said, well, surely he can put on a fake goatee and a hat. She goes, oh, no, no. They recognize oh, you. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I would like to ask you from the side. You've, you've chosen more of the side behind the scenes. I know you're a musician. You're also a producer, director, right? Yeah. I mean, I started out as an actor and a singer. I had uh, three albums back in the 70s and early 80s. And then I went into uh, directing. And I directed probably about 15 films. And I just did one uh, called Carol of the Bells. And uh, we did it as, as a collaboration. Besides doing camps, I have programs for adults with developmental disabilities where we train them in filmmaking. And we got all the programs together and did this beautiful uh, film. And 70% of the crew had a developmental disability. And, uh, That's wonderful. Yeah, and uh, we had... Uh, uh, Donna Mills was in it, and Lee Purcell, and Donna Pascal from Saturday Night Fever, she was in it, and uh, this uh, uh, R.J. Mitty from uh, Breaking Bad, uh, he was our lead oh, character. Right. But the, the, uh, the young guy, 
The yeah, one. the young guy that has uh, great C3, actor, yeah, huh? Really, he was really good in this, and it's a beautiful film. And uh, we uh, we uh, were the featured film at the Bentonville Film Festival, Walmart's Film Festival. Gina oh, really? Davis, the actress, that's her film festival. It's, a, it's about uh, diversity and inclusion, and uh, it was primarily. Listen, next year you're going to be here. We have a film festival coming up next week, oh. and it's international, 114 films. Yeah. And I can put you together with a lady, and maybe you come here and sh- we can show your short films. If you make a short, that's well, not all shorts. It's not all shorts. It's, that's right. It's, uh, well, we do shorts here. The programs are, are uh, the way the adult programs are. We do short films, so we take them through the process of making a film. They learn camera. They learn editing. They learn sound design, building sets, they learn everything, and then we make a short film, and that's oh, the really? lesson plan. Yeah, That's so well, nice yeah. of you. you know, I, started, I sold lemonade when I was nine years of age, mm-hmm. Poughkeepsie, New York, on Dutchess Golf and Country Club, bought my first motion picture camera, Super 8, when I was nine, yeah. made a film of Doug Sanders and Dave Marr, and I was obsessed with filmmaking. And then at 18, I met the guy who directed Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, oh um, great movie. Um, yeah, I forget. I can't remember. Uh, Arthur, Arthur Penn, Arthur Penn. Arthur Penn, yeah. But he, w- I was this 18-year-old kid, and he, he uh, I was talking with him, and he was so brilliant. And suddenly these waves of inferiority come over me. I'm going, you know what? Mm-hmm. i got to wait till I'm at least 40 years of age for life experience to yeah. become a director. Directors, yeah. you guys are really smart guys. People well, don't I, realize I, how I didn't smart dir- you have. I, I directed by accident because um, I was producing. And we, I had this script I wanted to do, and the, the, the financier said, I'll do it if you direct. I said, I don't know no directing. He said, no. He said, what you know is people, and you know how to act. You know what shots you want, and if there's a problem, you know how to solve it. You, you prove that as, as, a, as, a, as a producer. So I directed one, and then I got obsessed with it, and directed another 14 and some television too well you have a very cool calm demeanor too and i suppose that really helps on the set well yeah because you you know you you're the leader you know you're responsible you set the for, pace you set the pace and if if the leader is a jerk then it gives everybody a permission to be a jerk see when the they what the thing about filmmaking that folks with special needs uh get out of it is it's, it becomes like a village, it becomes like a family, and you work together to have this film that you all make together, but there's soft skills that come out of that. What do you mean by soft skills? Uh, communication, collaboration, yeah. uh, project management, all these skills that you learn are skills that you need to get a job. Whether you ever work in the film business at all, it's, mm-hmm. the, it's a fun way to learn those skills. Team. Team, yeah, exactly. Family, even more so. I love when I came, when I got on my first set. I it's a movie called Sunnyside. I was starring in it, and I you know as soon as I wanted to know what everybody did because film wasn't my background, but most people in Hollywood don't know. I mean, if you gave them a million dollars and said go make a film, they wouldn't. If they if they had to do it themselves, they wouldn't be able to do it. So, uh, but I was interested in what everybody did. But the thing that was most interesting was that camaraderie. And that sense of family and oh, that yeah. sense of doing something. So I remember in the high process. school. Yeah. I remember being in high school. We did the, the Bowery Boys. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I can remember, like, the matter of fact, the guy who played the stupid guy was the smartest guy in school because it, it takes somebody very smart to play stupid mm-hmm. credi- credibly, right? 
I, I think so, too. I mean, look <laughs> at the characters my brother made, uh, a living at, uh, at uh, Vinnie Barbarino, you know. Uh, uh, he, he was brilliant. Vinnie Barbarino. Yeah. Yeah, and at that time, I was, I was a special ed teacher, so oh, right you? around that time, yeah. I was, that was my, I was a special ed teacher before. Oh, so this is, not, this is something you did. It's not a result of you, uh, you know, stepping into fame and fortune in Hollywood. You were doing this early on. I was doing it early on. So I that's always had your mission for the underdog. Well, my dad was like that. My dad was an unbelievable man, and he was a kind, inclusive. The name of my company is Inclusion Films really? for a reason because it was very important that everybody was welcome at our table, uh, color, race, straight, gay, whatever. If you were a Martian, you were, you were welcome at our house. And that, that's a gift. That's a gift that a lot of people don't. Hold on. Now, did your dad express this to you? Now, I was the kind of kid that was skinny with the sticky out ears. I was the last kid to be picked for a ball team. Mm-hmm. So waves of inferiority. I always felt like I was less than. But did you feel that way? Or how did your father transfer that compassion to you? Uh, he was always for the underdog, no matter what. Whatever the, uh, whoever was less fortunate, he said that's important. He goes, you always have to make people feel included. So... I would be, I mean, I was an athlete and, and you know, the, I would always take whoever the last kid or whoever someone didn't want and make them feel that they were a part of something. And that's, you know, that's important. Yeah, um, I tell you what, uh, let's, let's take a little, a little break here, right, if that'd be all right with you. Okay. Uh, this is Rhett Palmer, the mayor of the Airways. I'm talking with Joey Travolta, uh, and Joey is a filmmaker from Hollywood, California. Yeah, he is the brother of uh, John Travolta, and for his whole life, he likes to help those, as he said, that need a hand up uh, or teach, teach the lessons of team effort. You know, Sam Walton from, uh, what, Walmart, yeah. he said, individuals don't succeed teams do that's right so uh, by the way if somebody wants to uh you have a website people can look at yeah they can go to inclusionfilms.com inclusionfilms.com and read more about us and uh uh, we have seven as i said before seven studios that are training adults out in california and as i said the first film that we did it's going to be coming out in october we're going to release it during uh, National Disabilities and Employment Month. Name of it is uh, Carol of the Bells. Carol they of the Bells. Can, yeah, they can they can Google that. Uh, Carol of the Bells in the film. I think the trailer. Uh, you can get to the trailer. Let's take that. a break, and then we'll come back for more. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. You're not in a rush. No. Okay. This is the Mayor of the Airways. We'll be right back with Joey Travolta. Keep it right here because it's not over yet. We continue our conversation with Joey Travolta. So in a nutshell, uh, you uh, have a, a lot of experience in Hollywood. Your, your brother's a famous star. Uh, but you've taken all this now and started doing something that connects to something you did long before all that happened, and that's helping essentially the underdog. Yeah. I, I, uh, uh, even when I taught, I always used uh, show business. I always used performance uh i my my theory was that when uh kids will watch tv for you know hours and hours and not get bored and if i could make my teaching and doing it in a fashion where it's almost like performance art you know then people connect with it okay so we're on an elevator on the 47th floor in new york city we're going to go down we're complete strangers before i get to the bottom i know what you do so give me the 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 operator the uh, elevator version of uh, succinctly what 
Joey Travolta is doing with uh, the it's they used to say mentally handicapped, but you don't like terms like that. Yeah, it, it, basically, we're a practical film workshop where we teach, uh, we we create, and that becomes the lesson plan. But along the way, they learn all the skills that go into filmmaking, and the idea of this is to prepare them not only to go into film but to go into everyday life. Do you get a chance to see the fruit, the fruit of what you're doing, the ch- the change in the personalities, the confidence? Absolutely. You know, I, I've had kids where, you know, they wouldn't even look you in the eye. You know, that are now working for me now. That really, yeah, it's getting that out. It's taking the time to get to know the individuals. And there's something about filmmaking that everybody loves. Everybody loves TV. Everybody loves performance. Everybody loves music. Every you know, there's a rhythm to filmmaking. We. We start out with dance every day. There's a rhythm to editing. There's a rhythm to life. We get all the juices flowing. If you 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 look at everything's got a rhythm to it. There's a beats to it. You know, like Sounds comedy, like a spiritual experience. Um, yeah, I don't know about spiritual, but yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just there's little things that you just you you, you uh, it's storytelling. It's bullshitting. <laughs> that's basically what it is. I mean, you're, you're, you know, the the ones that are very successful are great storytellers. My father-in-law uh, was a comic, and you, you might have heard of him, Dick Sean. Oh, yeah. And Dick Sean yeah. was a great storyteller. You know, he wasn't a joke comic. He was a storyteller, and it was beautiful. This, the, he was just such a great performer. Well, it's all about the story in life, isn't it? It is, yeah. The American Indians have a yeah. saying, tell me a truth, I'll learn. Tell me a fact. No, tell me a fact, I'll learn. Tell me a truth, I'll believe. But tell me a story, and it will live in my heart forever. Uh, absolutely. And, and a lot of our folks, uh, you know, especially on the autism spectrum, they're great with technical, and they're great really? at edit. Oh, yeah. And they, they don't stop. They just keep going and going. They're great. They're great workers. I mean, I always hire the cream of the crop because I have studios that I can put them in to, to work and, and make a living at it. But it's one thing to be technically sound, but it's another to know how to tell a story. Did you have people look at you with a slanted eye when you first started out? Like, okay, you know, how well is this going to work out? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it's, it's just, pretty, you know. It's a totally cool thing you're doing. I mean, because yeah, yeah. No, no, we, we, I have somebody that works for me that has Asperger's, but he's a great worker. I mean, he's, he's yeah. very intelligent in some areas. I yeah. don't know where you're, yeah. you know. Well, it is, and it's just a matter of getting to know someone like that. There a lot of their problems. I mean, we, we had a young lady in the camp here that she said, I, you know, I can't, I have trouble. Ma- I, I, she says, I'm very shy. I said, well, you're sitting here. You've never met me before, and you're sitting down to do an interview. I said, that's not an easy thing. You got two camera guys here. You got lights. Uh, you got a sound guy. I said, look at me right now. I, yeah. It felt almost like, get shorty. I said, look at me. <laughs> and and she opened her eyes and looked at me. I said, see, that's you did it. You just did it. You can do that. You can do. You can do anything that you put your mind to. You know. And uh, you know, she's one of the leads in the movies now. So. So it's a, it's a vehicle for helping people blossom. I think so. Yeah. And everybody says I'm shy, but, you know, by the end of camp, you know, they make friends. I had this one kid in, in Detroit, and it was around the first time we were doing it, and he said, uh, we do testimonials at the end. The kids will talk about what their experience was. Oh. He said, he said, you know, when I first came here to this camp two years ago, I had no friends. He goes, 
He goes, and now I have like 10 friends. He goes, and for the first time uh, this year, I'm having a birthday party that people are going to come to. And I love this. He goes, when at the end of the year, when we do the camp, I go to the calendar, I mark each day off to when the camp's going to be next year. And then he said, someday when Joey Travolta is dead, I'd like to take his business over. <laughs> Did he say that? Oh, by the way, if people want to find out more about what it is you do, Joey Travolta, uh, what is your website? Uh, inclusionfilms.com. Inclusionfilms.com. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you a couple things about your brother. Is that okay? About sure. two minutes worth? Yeah. So somebody becomes super famous. You've mm-hmm. seen it all to your brother's life, I'm sure. It, I uh, is fame what it's all cut out to be, or is it, uh, you know? You know, I, I, my brother John is a people person. He loves people. And I think in the beginning, when you're young and you have all that success, it, it, you, you have to adjust to it. Because he, he didn't go to college. He went right out of high school. Mm. My father said to him, you know, oh, he, uh, my, he, he said to my dad, I want to, this is what I want to do. I don't want to go to high school. I want to do this. I, I know I can make it. And my father said, well, all right, well, I'm going to give you a year. If you don't make it, you got to go back to high school. And, you know, he, he didn't stop. He never stopped working. But I think that uh, uh, maturation from college and going to that, I think you miss out on that. So you go and all of a sudden you're the biggest star in the world, arguably, at that time. You know, at the time of Saturday Night Fever in Greece, yeah. and he's become an icon. But I think he had that stability with family, uh, especially with the parents, uh, and I think that makes a big difference. And he's just a kind, he's a kind man. And, some people get arrogant or cocky yeah, or never, never. He was never like that at all. Yeah. You know, he's just you know he's like everybody else. He he gets into his Learjet one one leg at a time. <laughs> Like everybody else gets into his jet, Learjet one part. But uh, it is a testimony to your parents yeah. of the, uh, you know, the intrinsic character somebody has. Yeah. And you carry that with you for a lifetime. Like you said, this whole thing wouldn't exist if it wasn't for your dad. Uh, well, well, mom. With you. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, with me, yeah. yeah. No, I give my father credit all the time because that's a gift. That's a gift to, you know, we grew up in New Jersey and, you know, there was a lot of, you know, bigotry and, and and uh, stuff that went on in our neighborhood, blue collar, and and uh, you know he was you know he was a guiding he was a guiding light. He just he, he was he was a kind man, and I think that's a trait that's missing with a lot of people is kindness. Yeah. And we try to teach that at the film, you know, uh, being kind to each other, and and uh, that goes a long way. Well, Joey Travolta, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with the mayor of the airwaves. I appreciate it. God bless you and what you're doing. I'm, I'm so glad you're helping kids. And as your father said, uh, help those who, uh, who need a little hand up. That's right. All right. This is the mayor of the airwaves. Got to take a break. Who loves you, baby?